Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Every year, without fail, I get a case of the Christmas blues. Now, I'm not talking about that very real and significant pain that some feel in the lead-up to Christmas because they are missing desperately someone who won't be around the tree that year, or because of some great pain they suffered at Christmas time. That is a very real and significant pain, but that is not my topic for this morning. What I'm talking about is that letdown, that general malaise, that sort of just generally being bummed out after Christmas Day. And I think I get a case of the Christmas blues for three reasons. One is I love the season of Advent. I love that season of waiting and watching the traditions of lighting the Advent wreath and opening our Advent calendars and just keeping the season in preparation for the birth of Christ. I love our Advent hymnody. It's some of my favorite in our entire hymnal. And I love Christmas itself. I love our Christmas worship. You know, there's an old saying that uh, in the great traditions within Christianity, uh, the Eastern Orthodox do Easter very well. Uh, the Roman Church does Good Friday very well. But Anglicans, we know how to do Christmas. I love lessons and carols, both our own here at the chapel and the original at King's College in England. I love getting Christmas cards. I love hanging the stockings. I love giving gifts to people I love. And I enjoy seeing what's in my stocking on Christmas morning. But then there's that post-Christmas, that post-Christmas blues. And we wonder, what day is it today? Why am I still in my pajamas? And if you're honest, there's that sort of forced joy, forced enjoyment of New Year's Eve, when we're all supposed to be happy and excited for the new year, but really we're just sort of doing it through clenched teeth. Happy New Year! Can I go to bed now? Perhaps you have a case of the Christmas blues because you just got back from the solstice uh, retreat uh, for high school students out at uh, Camp Bratton Green. I grew up going to something similar in North Carolina. And I know after that I was always exhausted 
and had a case of the blues. But however you are blue, there's a natural letdown after a high. But I'm wondering this morning if we move on too soon. There is a certain satisfaction of getting back to routines. I am reminded of a line from the hallowed Christmas hymn, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, and the line, And Mom and Dad Can Hardly Wait for School to Start Again. And perhaps we need need to get back to work to pay for all those aforementioned frivolities at Christmas. But still, I wonder, do we move on too soon? For Christmas is a cosmic event. The God who created the universe, the God who is in all things, came down to earth to be with us, the Emmanuel. He was born of a virgin. His father, Joseph, kept his, his, his fiancée, Mary, even though tradition would have been when she was with child to uh, shut her out. Angels sang to shepherds, some of, one of the most dirty and disgusting uh, vocations in that time and place, but they were the ones who heard the first glory to God. Christmas is a big deal, and it was only 12 days ago, and yet we're already back on I-55. And today is the epiphany, that day we celebrate with three wise guys with questionable gift-giving skills. But this day, this feast of the church underlines and circles and highlights the importance of Christmas. And look at all the ways that Scripture highlights the importance of Christmas. There was the star, this truly a cosmic event where a star burst out from nowhere to, to show the way to the place where Jesus was born. In this season of Epiphany, light is a recurring theme. I'm reminded of a story that I heard from our presiding bishop, Michael Curry. Before he was presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, before he was bishop of North Carolina, he was rector of a church in downtown Baltimore. And his neighborhood had seen better economic times, and so there was lots of crime and lots of sadness and lots of dangerous spots. And so at Epiphany, they would go out with candles and flashlights and lanterns, and they would go to alleys where things happened, where drug deals happened, where people got hurt, and they would shine a light in that place to remind the neighborhood that the light of Christ was with them and it could drive out any darkness. The kings, the magi, the magicians, these wise ones that come from communities outside of the Hebrew people, letting us know that Jesus was not just for one people in one place, but for all the world. Jesus came to live among all of us. And then the reaction of Herod, his dubious interest in this baby, 
reminds us of how the principalities and powers will be shaken by the message of Christ. And we can never forget the the horror of the holy innocence that Herod ordered after learning of the birth of Jesus. Christmas is a big deal, and this day lets us know how big of a deal it is. So how are we contemplating that? How are we digesting all of this? How are we making manifest the universe and life-altering reality that is Jesus? I don't know if it is this uh, blessing retold by Isaiah in our first reading today, a multitude of camels shall cover you. Perhaps... um, we could learn more about that in Bible study and how that would be a blessing. Maybe our presider could incorporate that into his benediction today. But as you pray this week, as you enter into God's presence in whatever way you enter into God's presence, maybe we should ask these questions and search for our own star. How are we still proceeding guided by that perfect light. The human festival we call Christmas is over, but Jesus is still here. If you ever have had a baby, you know all too well that about two weeks in is when it gets real. Jesus is here. So how do we continue to celebrate that? Are you still open to the joy that overwhelmed the wise men Or are you tempted to be merely whelmed, if that's a word? Well, don't be, for Christmas is never over. Jesus is here. So let us too go and pay him homage. Amen.